So what is an academic medical center? How does it differ from a community hospital? And what are the benefits in choosing an academic medical center? Well, let's find out with Dr. Cam Patterson, the Chancellor of the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences. This is UAMS Health Talk from the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences. I'm Bill Klaproth. Dr. Patterson, thank you for your time. So UAMS is a health sciences university with an academic medical center or an AMC. So how does an AMC differ from a community hospital? Well, that's a great question. And, and academic medical centers differ from community hospitals in many ways. You know, first of all, community hospitals serve specific needs for the communities that they are in, but they tend to be limited in the resources that they are able to provide for patients and families who access them. Academic medical centers, because they have a teaching mission and a research mission, bring an additional layer of medical care uh, to patients who, um, who need them. Uh, we serve in academic medical centers not just the, the local community that we reside in, but we serve the regional hospitals that don't have access to the services that we also provide. So our catchment area, uh, the catchment area of an academic medical center is necessarily very large, and the services that are provided are services such as solid organ transplantations, services, cutting-edge chemotherapy for patients with cancer, drugs that are only available through clinical trials, the research that we do. And we frequently have more robust support services for families because we're dealing with more complicated issues. So, you know, there are a lot of ways that academic medical centers differ from uh, uh, community hospitals, but from a patient-facing standpoint, those are in my mind, the, the ones that are most noticeable. Yeah, that's really interesting. I like how you said that, an additional layer of medical care. And it sounds like you really serve the region uh, more so than a community as well. So you were talking about some of the differences. So can you give us some examples of care offered at an AMC that isn't offered at other hospitals? Sure. Well, you know, I, I think, you know, we, we even have to go one step further and say, you know, there are some parts of a rural state that don't have hospitals at all. Uh, in the state of Arkansas, 35 out of 75 counties only have one hospital, and 29 counties in the state of Arkansas have no hospital at all. So we work with regional hospitals, but we also work with communities that don't even have a regional hospital to provide access to care. Um, and, and we do this in, a, in, in a, a lot of ways. You know, Part of this is through uh, our, our teaching mission, uh, we train 70% of the healthcare professionals in the state of Arkansas, or 60% of the physicians who practice in the state of Arkansas, trained at UAMS, our academic medical center here in Arkansas. Uh, we do this through community education. We have collaborative arrangements with almost every single regional hospital across the state and most community medical centers. So it, our, our tentacles are broad, uh, and, and our focus is on ensuring access to all levels of care, whether that's staying in your community and continuing to get great care or, or coming to, um, to our, our medical center here in Little Rock if, if your problems are, are more acute. So you support the work done at other hospitals then, is that right, especially in a rural state like Arkansas? Do you have any examples of that? Oh, you know, there are 
plenty of examples. I think, you know, one great uh, example is um, our statewide stroke program. Uh, UAMS is the only uh, comprehensive uh, stroke center in the state uh, of Arkansas, uh, but we work collaboratively with every single hospital in the state to provide acute stroke services. So, for example, um, if you are in East Arkansas and you present to um, Helena Regional Medical Center with an acute stroke, we have a stroke neurologist available 24 hours a day, seven days a week to communicate with the team at that hospital to determine the appropriate care that needs to be initiated. Uh, and we've seen benefits from this. Every year since we started the statewide stroke network, stroke outcomes have improved for our Kansans. We're the only state in the country that can say that. Yeah, that's really important, the work you're doing, Dr. Patterson. So I've been taking some notes, and a few of the differences between an AMC and a community hospital are you provide an additional layer of medical care. You work regionally, not just locally. You work collaboratively with the other hospitals in the state and provide several services that community hospitals don't offer. So let's turn to the teaching end of this. So what types of students are trained at your university, and is it beneficial for them to be able to get their training just steps away from an AMC? Sure, it is. And, you know, I think often when we talk about the students that we train, uh, uh, people's minds jump immediately to medical students. And we do train medical students. We train most of the medical students who have been trained here in Arkansas uh, have trained at UAMS. But we also, we have a nursing school. We have a, a college of pharmacy. Uh, we have a, a college of um, health professions. Uh, we have graduate school. So the training environment here the clinical training environment is incredibly robust. Uh, and for people who train here, it's an opportunity not only to train with the best and the brightest physicians doing the most cutting-edge clinical care, but it's an opportunity to train with people in other healthcare professions so that you can create this collaborative team-based care environment. And that's something that is really only available at an academic medical center that is, that is able to support multiple different parallel healthcare training programs at the same time. And we're really proud that our interprofessional education program, the, the program that pulls together people from different disciplines during their training and allows them to learn about medicine from the very beginning as a collaborative sport, that's something that UAMS is nationally recognized for. So you're only going to get that at an academic medical center, and you're only going to get you know, a world-class educational experience with true interprofessional education from the very beginning at a place like UAMS. Yeah, I love that. The clinical training environment, as you put it. So with that comes, of course, clinical trials. So when you talk about clinical trials, how are those beneficial to patients? Well, the clinical trials are the studies that we do to determine whether uh, you know, our interventions, new medicines, new therapeutic processes are actually working and are actually safe. And the, the benefit of having access to clinical trials is that you often have access to drugs before they are widely available. So, you know, imagine this. 
you know, you um, are a woman, uh, unfortunately, with uh, widely metastatic breast cancer that's no longer responsive to standard of care therapies. Uh, well, you know, if you don't have the ability to go to a place that has clinical trials open with drugs that are on the horizon uh, that might be able to treat someone who is, is no longer clinically responsive to standard care therapies, you don't have any other options. So by virtue of having access to clinical trials, you get access to those cutting-edge therapies much earlier. Uh, and at the same time, you get to contribute as a patient to the medical knowledge database that will help other patients in the future. So there's a benefit to uh, the patient by enrolling in the clinical trial, but the patient is also giving back. And that's part of the entire spirit of an academic medical center, which is caring for those now and caring for those in the future. Right. The patient does get a benefit as well, not only themselves hoping to get healed, but potentially helping to heal others down the line. So you were talking about cutting-edge therapies. I know that in healthcare, technology is a huge component. So can you talk about ways that technology is being used in healthcare? Well, you know, we are moving so quickly in terms of uh, better, faster, cheaper, safer interventions for our patients, and the uh, you know the ability to use bioinformatics, our ability to use high sensitivity clinical assays, new imaging modalities. Uh, you know, this is all what is exciting about being in an academic medical center. It's also exciting to to see medicine continue to evolve in a way that benefits our patients. You know, a great example, uh, something that we are very excited about here at UAMS is uh, our, our technologies for doing liquid biopsies, meaning simply taking a blood sample and using that as a way to screen for cancer throughout the body. Uh, and we have a an internationally recognized program here that is doing cutting-edge research on uh, liquid biopsies that you know, will, uh, you know, we're confident allow us to diagnose cancer at a much earlier stage to do screening for cancer in a much more simplified way to make the whole process cheaper and to make the whole process less invasive, fewer biopsies and, and better results. So those are the kinds of technological advances that you see going from an idea into the clinic and improving the healthcare and outcomes of patients in a very short period of time in an academic medical center. And it's something that can only be done in an academic medical center. Right. And it's just a huge benefit to patients when you're speaking about technology. So let's stick with that. So this increased technology, we hear about digital health all the time. So what will the increased use of digital health mean for patients? Well, this is going to be a game changer for patients. You know, we have to say it, but where you live shouldn't determine the the kind of health care that you receive. And uh, the way I look at digital health is uh, it, it takes a state, um, three million people, two-thirds of the land mass, mass of the state is depopulating and shrinks it from a health care perspective and brings all three million people who live in the state of Arkansas much, much closer to the access to exactly the right care that they need. Uh, we, we've been collaborating with the Arkansas iBank uh, and the Lions Clubs of Arkansas uh, to populate the state 
with teleretinal devices that allow fast, prompt screening for diabetic retinopathy for people in their community. Now, think about this. If you're a diabetic and you wait until you actually notice that you have visual problems as a consequence of your diabetes, it's too late. These uh, teleretinal screening programs will allow diabetics wherever they live in the state to receive the best screening that they can receive without even having to go to have a face-to-face visit with an ophthalmologist. So this is going to dramatically increase the number of people that we can screen. It will dramatically increase the number of times that we can screen them. And this can all be done while people stay in their communities with people that they know in an environment that they're comfortable in. So I just wrote this down. It sounds like equal care for all patients, no matter where you live. That sounds like the premise behind this. Is that right? That's right. You know, and you know, there are some things that uh, you are going to need to come into the academic medical center for. Um, you know, imagine that your mother uh, unfortunately falls and has a complicated fracture, uh, and you live um, in Arkadelphia, an hour and a half away. Um, you know, you're going to want to bring her into Little Rock and have the the best orthopedic surgeon. Uh, fix her hip, and and hopefully she'll have a a good experience and no complications and will go home quickly. Um, But a week later, she's going to need a wound check. Uh, And, you know, you're going to have to take a day off from work to drive her all the way into Little Rock. You're going to have to navigate a big medical medical center for a seven-minute office visit. Then you're going to have to turn around and drive back home. Well, what if that seven-minute wound check could be done from her living room? Think about the time that is saved. So, you know, in in this encounter, you have a patient who comes into the academic medical center for something that they can only receive there, but stays in the community that they live in as much as possible uh, to receive any care that we can provide through digital or or other means so that uh, she gets all the care that she needs in the most convenient, uh, patient-friendly way possible. So as you describe that scenario, Dr. Patterson, it's easy to see how this can really be a game changer for many people. So last question, and thank you so much for your time. You've been very generous with us. What are some of the challenges facing healthcare today? Well, you know, we obviously are in the middle of an ongoing debate about what healthcare should look like in the United States. Uh, and we continue to have the most expensive healthcare in the world although we don't necessarily have the best outcomes for all all medical care and for all people in the United States. So, you know, that conversation is going to continue. We need to figure out how we can continue to pull costs out of the healthcare system. I, I think uh, the digital revolution will be one way that we will be able to do that. But we also need to, to continue to innovate and to prove our value. I feel that it's important that everyone, every citizen in the United States has access to all the health care that they need, no matter where they live or, or how much money that they make. Uh, and, you know, we, we've got to push our health care system in a way that we continue to ensure that nobody is left out of the health care system. At the same time, we need to continue to be the international leader in innovations to improve the quality of health care so that people who um, are challenged with problems like HIV infection, for example, 
when I was in my training, that was a death sentence. Now it's really just another chronic disease. We need to see more home runs like that. So very true. Well said, Dr. Patterson, and thank you so much for your time today. It was my pleasure. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks for everything you're doing. Well, thanks again, Dr. Patterson. And for more information, please visit uams.edu. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and check out the full podcast library for topics of interest to you. This is UAMS Health Talk. Thanks for listening.